1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic call on John Beaton to explain why he took no action against Alfredo Morelos in Saturday's match at Ibrox Jordan Jones and Glenn Camara are the latest players to be nearing moves to Rangers And the January recruitment drive is well underway at Partick Thistle I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Evans. New Year, Old Order <laughs> Scottish football runs on spite, malice and
2: mistrust Rangers said Willie Collum had underlying issues with them when he sent off Daniel Candias earlier this season. They were, in my opinion, implying bias on the part of the match official. Celtic's statement tonight implies they have similar problems with John Beaton, but it uses a more subtle form of words. They'll get no explanation from the referee because he won't be allowed to give one and Celtic know that. They might get a meeting with the head of referees, John Fleming. It'll be a complete and utter waste of time. And for the avoidance of all doubt, I believe that Alfredo Morelos was incredibly lucky to avoid
1: a ban from the SFA. Seconds out, round one. Yeah, new year, new me is banded about at this time of year. Derek, Scottish <laughs> football doesn't do that type of thing. No, it
3: certainly doesn't. There's certainly plenty to talk about. You know, I mean Morellis is the first name that comes up when there's there's trouble going about. There's off the ball or whatever. But I think it's an old firm game. Some of the cha- other challenges that went on in the game, that went unpunished, were incredible. But his name always seems to come up first. You know, but uh, you know, is, is there? And, and I'll ask you this, you. Is there a wee bit of panic From Celtic Park For the first time In a few years You've got Rangers Kilmarnock and Aberdeen Actually challenging them now
2: Well how would answer your question Derek I would say This statement is to appease The Celtic supporters Because they've been jumping up and down uh, Since that match Not because they thought That Celtic were robbed of a victory Because Celtic were rank rotten On the day And Rangers were by far The better team And deserved to win the match But I do believe that the challenges on Christie and Ralston Were worthy of a red card for Morelos But as I say It's a statement to appease the fans I think if there's any reason for panic It's the transfer window And the business that Rangers have already done And the business that Celtic haven't done
3: See when you talk about incidents in the game I mean I'm, I'm looking at Scott Brown's two challenges On Kent and Candias mm-hmm. They're terrible challenges I'm looking at even You mentioned Christie there what did Christie do to Morellis for him to react? He's kicked him while he was on the ground. Yeah, You know, there's wee, there's wee things like that that, that that go amiss. There was plenty of challenges that went on in the game. The referee allowed the game to flow. I thought the referee
2: had a decent game, believe it or not. But you and I have been around the block several times, and Celtic know that John Beaton won't be allowed to offer any no. explanation of what went on during the game. And they also know. In their heart of hearts, that they can meet with John Fleming, yeah. it'll come to no good at all.
3: I mean, there's the short memories. You just got to go back to League Cup final and the penalty that Celtic got wasn't a foul. It was outside the box, and they got a penalty. I didn't hear anybody from Aberdeen moaning about that. Listen, I think I think referees this season, for the first half of the season, have been the poorest in a long, long time. We can look back and catalogue a load of mistakes, and we're talking about penalties that weren't penalties. Tackles it should sure have been, you know, red cards and everything else. There've been so many of them. Referees have made plenty of mistakes. But they're honest mistakes. I'm not I'm still not saying you know, that, that there's there's things going on where referees are stopping mm. Celtic winning ten. What a load of utter nonsense.
1: 0141 That's the number you need This evening on Twitter We're at Clyde SSB Just a shame that the big league Goes to bed for a couple of weeks Hugh Keevens, mm. But plenty of Excellent championship And beyond action tomorrow we're a, we're For us great, to focus on We're a great country for
2: Listen If there's nothing doing on the pitch <laughs> Have a look at this Off the pitch And we've got Bags of that As as I say The transfer window Uh, has started I think in very significant fashion for Rangers the signings that they are making two English Premier League players uh, more to come with Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara uh, and uh, Celtic starting off and let me underline starting off because it's the 4th of January we've still got 27 days to go starting off in a
1: by comparison very mediocre fashion uh, Derek Johnson, some big games down the divisions tomorrow, though a crucial time. Certainly, if we look, you know, close to home, Partick yeah. Thistle, for instance, we've got Friday night football tonight as well, Morton and in, in Ross County. But um, yeah, certainly around here, Partick Thistle fans will be keeping a keen eye on what's going on.
3: But it's a chance, you know, you know, for the championship to show what they're made of. You know, there's no games in the big league. You know, people do love going to football on a Saturday, so there's a chance that maybe. You're going to get some neutrals going along to these grounds tomorrow. So it's a wee chance to show what they can do. You're right, Patrick Thistle are the team that everybody's looking at. They're down there at the bottom. They're going to have to start getting their finger out, you know, and start getting results. They've made a couple of good signings, you have to say, you know, that, that, that hopefully will strengthen them. I think Falkirk have made two or three decent signings as well. They're down at Air United tomorrow. You know, never a an easy place to go. So there's plenty of entertainment on tomorrow. Let's hope... You know, the Scottish public Go along And have a look at these games tomorrow
1: Right, come on Let's hear from you 01419511025 We can talk Transfer window Want to hear what you're making Of your team's progress so far uh, and what your hopes are For the remainder of the window um, And Hugh Keevans I think we should start something new for, for 2019 Because Scottish football loves a statement They just love yes. statements yes. I, I feel like 10 years ago This never used to happen Now we love statements We fire them out Left, right and centre I think every time we get one We should do Hugh Keevens A dramatic reading And I think you should just read them Celtic Football Club is surprised that
2: there will be no disciplinary action taken by the Scottish FA regarding the incidents during the match on December 29, which have been widely addressed in the media. It is reported that no action was taken because the match referee saw all of the incidents in question. Given that the referee took no action at the time, this tends to suggest that such conduct which in one instance led to a Celtic player Anthony Ralston being injured, is acceptable in Scottish football. That cannot be right. On the day, Celtic did not play well enough to win the match, something we accept. However, this issue goes beyond the result of the match. Celtic is not the only club this season to raise concerns regarding the standard of officiating at matches in Scotland, concerns which have also been shared by many commentators on the game. In order to fully understand what is going on, Celtic, our supporters, Scottish clubs and the general Scottish football public need transparency in these matters and we therefore call on the Scottish FA to allow the referee, John Beaton, to explain these decisions publicly as well as any match officials involved In other similar circumstances In the meantime We have requested a meeting With the Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell And the Association's Head of Refereeing So ends
1: Celtic statement Alistair's a Rangers fan in Corker Hill What do you make of it Alistair?
4: It's a load of paranoia Gordon We ought to just sit back Take stock of the It happens to every team in the country Not just Celtic We've seen that a few times at Ibrox as well he just, and there's a man sitting in the studio that get penalised for kneeing a ball away from a line for a handball. Did Rangers make a complaint in 1977 about that? No, they didn't.
1: Alistair, for being fair, the Rangers have made similar statements quite recently, have they not, about referees? But,
4: the, the one, but they're going to be up in charges about the one against Colin uh, Gordon. The one, against, the one at the start of the season, that gets swept under the carpet as a lot of things that usually contain Celtic does. But at the same time, Rangers are opening many a charge for what we yeah, yeah,
1: at yeah, oh, St Murden Park. But that's because the wording of the statement, Alistair, and you can't imply ballast, uh, bias, but your, your sort of opening gambit is, is essentially against the, the notion of issuing a statement, and I'm just pointing out that Rangers have done it, Aberdeen have done it, Kilmarnock have done it. That's not me saying I agree, but, you know, maybe a bit more balance. That would be fair, no? No, uh,
4: see at the end of the day, Gordon. Actually, it's a par- paranoia... Propaganda exercise And that is aimed to put pressure on the referees Between now and the end of the season yeah, that's, that's the way I see it and I'm not going to change No that. I'm not
1: asking you to change your mind That's what I'm asking you Does that also apply to when Rangers issue a statement That's all I'm asking
4: I, I wouldn't be pleased with it I, I wasn't in the Rangers way Because John Gregg and his day Rangers got a penalty given Two penalties in one night against Aberdeen at Petrodery in 1980 One was outside the box Another one hot Sandy Jardin And Arden. John Gregg was asked about it And he merely says the decisions have been given
2: Let's get on with yeah, things Yeah but Alistair Alistair I fully understand all that And I know the, the, the decision You're talking about When Derek was involved And Celtic got the penalty And Andy Lynch scored And Celtic won the cup It wasn't fashionable then uh, to, to to do statements However you're overlooking And I mentioned it In my introduction At the start of the programme You're overlooking The Daniel Kondias affair At St Mirren I believe it was a farce And a, a miscarriage of justice For Daniel Kondias To be sent off However, Rangers did issue a statement in which they said that the referee, Willie Collum, had underlying issues with them. Now, let's cut through all the nonsense. We know what underlying issues means. Rangers believe that Willie Collum can be biased against Rangers. Uh, So, they did issue a statement. They were punished by the SFA. I think Celtic are implying that they have a difficulty with John Beaton. They've used a slightly more subtle form of words. They haven't used underlying issues. they have just spoken about... Conduct Uh, So I repeat New Year Old Order Rangers supporters believe certain referees have it in for them Ditto Celtic Celtic
1: supporters believe certain referees Favour Rangers Ditto Ranger supporters I know it's the way of this part of the world, Hugh Evans. Is is there any chance we can Analyse these issues properly And step away from if Rangers issue a statement, the Rangers fans think it's great and the Celtic fans think it's laughable. Oh. And if Celtic issue a statement, the Celtic fans think it's great and the Rangers fans think it's laughable. Could we even move close to towards
2: getting away from that? In my opinion, as someone who's lived in Glasgow all his life, it's done for one reason, because the Celtic supporters are very, very unhappy with what happened, both with their team's performance and with the referees' performance, and Celtic feel that on behalf of their supporters. They must take a stance Mm. They know Peter Lawwell Must know There's no chance In this world Of John Beaton Even if he had The slightest inclination To explain himself There's no
1: chance He'd be allowed to I do think it would be Quite nice to to try And analyse the issues Rather than just Everything being about What team you support Derek Yeah. Yeah Can we ever get to a stage Where referees explain themselves Would that be beneficial in, in your opinion Well we've tried that In the last
3: 10 years You know after games If there's been major decisions You there know was to a, ask yeah. the referee To come out And explain why He gave the decision And the referees Didn't want to do it You know it's it's up to The clubs themselves If they all get together Because remember It's the clubs that can change it they will, they will meet in the summer and, and they'll, anything they'll want to, to pull over to referees or anybody else, that is the time to do it. We mm. want clarity. After games, if there's been a decision and nobody knows why, I would like mm. to think the manager or somebody can go and speak to a referee after the game and ask him why he made the decision I would go along with that But I don't see them Coming out on the television And saying I made a mistake And I shouldn't have given that, that I don't mm. think that's Going to happen
1: The defence would be Hugh Keevans That no one would ever Want referees to explain Their good decisions It would only uh-huh. to be Perceived yeah. mistakes um, And what would that do For the level of criticism And so on But I, I just wonder If we're now at a stage where, where, where something needs to happen We've got Whether it's the social media age Or whatever we talk about This statement culture There seems to be An increased Thirst for clarity More than ever Can we do anything to to Rectify the way people feel about referees In the process at the moment And I'm not talking about Celtic or Rangers or Aberdeen I'm talking about everyone In
2: a word, no Because if John Beaton came out And gave his explanation for Overlooking Morelos on Scott Brown Morelos on Ryan Christie Morelos on uh, Anthony Ralston Uh, All of his explanations would be ruled out as nonsensical by those who want to see something done and have no time for the referee's explanation. I repeat, in my estimation, the Scott Brown one you could dismiss. It's not a red card offence. The stamping on Anthony Ralston, I think, uh, could have brought about a ban. Likewise, the grabbing of...
1: Ryan Christie's Nether regions John is in Proven Mill As a Celtic fan Hi John Good evening
5: Gordon Hello Gordon I'd just like to start uh, The same uh, Person to the radio down, down south Basically they found it staggering Staggering That was a bit staggering When John Beaton's decisions Were uh, allowed to stand Johnston I just thought Talking to the show You came out and said uh, You're trying to justify John Beaton.
1: A terrible, I, it's a terrible. John's on a terrible line. He's asking about your statement at the top of the show that you know yeah. there was incidents from Celtic players that should have resulted in red cards. Which yeah, ones? I,
3: yeah, I've mentioned Scott Brownie. Two, I think, dodgy tackles, high tackles, on on Kent and Candias. Let's listen. You've asked me. You know, let me explain it. I think when you look at when you look at the stick one as well, when he's ran back off the ball and he's got Candias with the elbow. You know the, the various things, but it's a tough game. That's what all forum games are all about. And I, I think I think the referee's got it spot
5: on. John,
1: two says It's a really bad line, so it's even worse Can if Harley you're both talking it? at once. Try again,
5: Gordon. Yes, got Gordon you. Right, okay, Gordon. Derek Johnson, Go tinted glasses. I, I would ask you know, to comment in my, my, my comments, Derek. I don't, I don't hold your comments any, any at all. Just restrain from comments. Derek, uh, just to get a few evening, Gordon. Gordon. John Beaton and my eyes, should resign. See for a guy to come out and say he's seen the tackles, he's seen the tackles and finds it starting on some a player's back, a punch but you know where and a kick is okay. That is diabolical. And see that the Rangers fans say that we're What we Rolly Collb, coincidence never he never left a, a Rangers game since they made the complaint of letters and etc. So explain that one to me. But John Beaton's uh <clears throat> Come out and say That's fine to do that Blah blah I find him You, know, you all know Now That's a question right? and you, you I know you of, right, now, You hate the word cheat Right You hate that word But is it quite possible I'm asking you too Jordan and Hugh Is it quite possible For any professional athlete To cheat Is it possible
2: Well obviously It's possible Yeah if he, if, if he was so inclined And on live television Wanted to put his career On the line uh, But I go back to it There are plenty of decisions that go Celtic's way, for example, that should not have gone their way. You cannot deny the existence, John, of decisions that go Celtic's way, luckily. Uh, And I repeat that with regard to John Beaton and the Morellis challenges on Ryan Christie and Anthony Ralston, I believe he was wrong on both occasions and that Morellis is the luckiest man going not to have received a ban. However... Plenty of people should have been banned who were not banned and I do earnestly believe that referees in matches involving Celtic versus Rangers or Rangers versus Celtic have no chance. However, in this instance, I believe John Beaton was miles
1: off. What about the process here? Because these things are split into a couple of categories. You've got the decisions themselves at the time. You've then got the... The disciplinary process From the Scottish FA Which doesn't Kick in Unless John Beaton Says he didn't see them You know oh, John, John mentions that So the the outcome is That, that John Beaton Saw those He he's, he's essentially He's happy with with The decisions that he made or, You know he saw them Fully at the time And therefore There is no need for A three-man panel of ex-referees That's really got very little to do with the compliance officer It's all about the fact that John Beaton saw it And there ends the matter Are are comfortable with that process? He
3: gets two choices though, Gordon You know, when he's there at the time He's at the heart of it and sees it once And makes the decisions He then has a chance to see on television that night Before he puts the report in So on two occasions he says I'm quite happy with the decisions I've made
2: Well... You know Television has brought All these things Into a fresh Perspective Television does give us The chance to see Very very bad mistakes Made by referees Uh, But as I say Celtic know that John Beaton will never Come out and publicly Explain himself Because he wouldn't be Allowed to explain himself And you can have All the meetings you like With John Fleming It will not result In anything happening Because what are you To say to John Fleming Your referees are shocking What are you going to do about it Well Well how do they overnight
1: Go from being shocking To not shocking 01419511025 Let's hear from you Let's talk transfer window As well The big news today Is that Jordan Jones And Glenn Kamara Are closing in On moves to Rangers They've had their medicals It looks like it will be Pre-contracts Jermaine Defoe Was the big news yesterday Of course So give us your thoughts On those After the travel with Amber
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to thompsons.com
1: It's Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Who join me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard And we're waiting to hear from you On the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Give us your thoughts on any of the day's big talking points And the transfer window of course Is well and truly open So what do you make of any business Your side's done so far And what do you hope happens in the next couple of weeks or so Uh Jermaine Defoe Was the, the big news yesterday Hugh Keavans Yeah um, What did you make of that one And the, the subsequent news today
2: Outstanding signing For Rangers And with the addition Of uh, Stephen Davis Who is the worst Kept secret in the world He'll be arriving shortly uh, Rangers have taken Two English Premier League players Yes they may be In their mid-30s uh, But They are not Over the hill Uh, And they will be major additions to Stephen Gerrard's squad After the break Jordan Jones I always felt at the back of my mind Would be a Rangers target And he will be a good player for Rangers Uh, Glenn Kamara perhaps the surprise packet of the four But at the moment uh, Rangers have made significant strides forward In the transfer market in the January window Celtic have to be wary They have made an absolute mess of the last two transfer windows And yet They continue to win every trophy However they're pushing their luck this time They really need to get business done And good business Because Rangers have set the bar And set it quite high Is
1: Jermaine Defoe one that Will excite most of the Rangers yeah. fans Derek? Oh I think so
3: Yeah I know he's 36 years of age But he's still as sharp as a tack. Hasn't played many games I think somebody was saying He's played 22 minutes of football Down there this year But there's no doubt in my mind. He's a smashing player. Got good pace, good on the ball. Knows where the goals are. That's the important thing. And you would like to think he could come up here and play well. He's desperate to come up. He's sharp. I think all his his friends down there are saying the same thing. It's it's, it's a tremendous, you know, acquisition for Rangers. We'll only know that once he's here and he starts mm-hmm. playing again. But a name like that will excite the Rangers fans. The same as Steven Davis. He's coming up here, knowing what the club's all about. He's won trophies up here. He knows what the pressure's all about, you know, and, and he'll be an asset as well in midfield. Jordan Jones is a winger. And remember when Rangers signed Michael O'Halloran, M- Michael O'Halloran was being magnificent for, for St Johnston, you know, and you're saying what an asset he's going to be. And, and it didn't really turn out that way, you know, just the way, you know, Rangers played at the time. But, you know, the the, the four signings, he, he, he's, he's saying to Celtic, you know, we are going to challenge you. And, and to answer your question, you, I think Celtic are an absolute stonewall certainty. To sign a couple of players as well. They know they want to do that.
1: Right, fans of all clubs, come on. What do you make of your transfer business so far or what lies in store in the coming weeks? 0141 951 1025. Graham is a Rangers fan in Penny Lee. Happy so far, Graham? Hello, Graham. I think he's left us already. He's so happy he's speechless. Graham. Is Graham, are you with us? Can you hear us, Graham? No, I'm going to take that as a no. Uh, be interesting to get the reaction to Perhaps even from Kilmarnock fans Hugh to, to the Jordan Jones one Because it's the good old Pre-contract agreement And yeah. that that brings up its own Complications, you know. I
3: don't get that, Hugh. You know, when you actually sign it and then you go back to your club, I mean, what, what when, about when the two teams play each other? Well, you know, just daff little things like that, and, and the fans knowing that you're only going to have them to the end of the season. You know, it, it's a strange one, but there's no doubt the, the the youngster probably didn't want to come at this moment in time. He'd rather finish out the season. Well, it's uh, not so with, much with that. As
1: Rangers have to pay now yeah. and they don't have
2: exactly. to. In, in oh, the absolutely. Well, the Rangers' old, first uh, league <laughs> match after the winter break is against Kalman. Uh at which point Stevie Clark. Has a decision to make If he feels that Jordan Jones Could not be a proper professional Against Rangers Then he'll have to leave him out However My suspicion is That Stevie Clark Will believe that Jordan Jones Will be a proper professional And he'll
1: play The timing of all this Is always interesting Because there are two ways Of looking at it And both can be right You can say You know Rangers are doing the right thing Doing their business early It gets the players in Time to meet their, their teammates And settle in the, yes. the winter training camp Um but also, that doesn't mean you need to rush in. You so for other no. teams who feel like taking their time, then yeah. So, but, do,
3: but do you know what you I mean? Celtic are not just deciding now. Oh, we'll need to get a couple of players. in yeah, this true. is decided months ago. So it's not why on earth would you want to wait? You know, until near the end of the transfer window. If you know who you want, just go in and get them. Well, now. I've
2: always said that I believe that the the business conducted in this transfer window could well determine who wins the league. And Rangers, by uh, acquiring Stephen Davis and uh, Jermaine Defoe. Uh, have done outstanding business And uh, Celtic Cannot afford A third Very poor Transfer window In a row
1: And just as a very small Side note Hugh Because he's popped up On the television screen In front of us Dom Solanke There was lots mm. of rumours That he perhaps could, you know, Could head up here A player who's never really Being in in the top level Of the English Premier League For any length of time Signs for Bournemouth For £19 million Your your monthly reminder That we live in a different planet Absolutely
2: And signs for Bournemouth After Crystal Palace Have said that uh, They had issues with (laughs) his fitness So that's the kind of money That sloshes around down south no point in being envious
1: That's the way it was Is and always will be Right come on then Let's hear from you Transfer business so far oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Any thoughts in particular On Jordan Jones And Glenn Kamara In fact we do have Will Who is a Komarnak fan um, How do you feel about this Jordan Jones business From a Komarnak perspective Will
6: Well Sort of Frustrated We don't really know Like what, be, be, From my, my own perspective Being truthful I always felt that Jordan Jones he would leave at some point. But, I I was listening to you there, and I, I heard DJ bring up, bring up the point about the pre-contract agreement. And I just think, for Kilmarnock fans, if he's going to leave, we'd rather, we, we, some, some of us would rather he went now. Because we think it's going to be a bit awkward. Um, and I know, going to Kilmarnock games, there's going to be fans at that game who are going to boo him. Mm-hmm. And, it made then the confidence. I think is going to cause more difficulties.
2: Well, That's anyone, anyone, who, anyone who boos him is a hypocrite because if you were working for one firm and you get the offer to go to a much bigger firm on much more money, uh, then you'd go as well. So if you, yeah. boo, him, you boo him, you're being hypocritical. Yeah. Plus, if, plus if the fact
3: I, you come are going for the championship as well, you yeah. know, and, and he'll want to do also, well for his club.
2: But also, uh, what you're accusing him of is uh, not trying. When you say it's awkward, what you mean is he won't try. Well, if if Stevie Clark feels that he won't try, Stevie Clark won't play him. So you, I cannot stand here and accuse Jordan Jones uh, of being a less than worthy professional. I assume that Jordan Jones will want to show Rangers why yeah, they have absolutely. taken him on. It's not so much, no, I, yeah. On your go I, I do.
6: I, I agree with that, Hugh. But what what, what I'm saying is, is I'm, I'm not saying it's myself. I'm saying there are certain I know. There will be certain command-up fans that will, boom, and I, I'm 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 like yourself. I do think it's hypocritical. I think Jordan Jones, he's he's got to think. He's got to think about his future. He's got to think. This is the team that he's supported his full life. I think I think for him, if it if it's a move that suits him, he should go. But I do think the pre-contract agreement. Is the, bit, is the bit that I struggle with I think that's the bit that yeah. more it, it, issues. it
1: certainly does make it yeah. awkward And, and yeah. it's even more awkward When it's a team in your own division A team sure. like that's yeah. right next to In the table that. as well Because Hugh sometimes You know It's easier to Easier to stomach If you like as a fan yeah. you, you, you brought up that analogy Of you know If you were working for a certain firm But I think We all know that football operates On a much higher emotional level Than than, than anything in, in our our day-to-day I, I, I lives. understand the principle involved you And know, it, it even opens Jordan Jones up as, as Will says Jordan Jones might be forgiven For having a, a bad game At the moment See once everyone knows That he's on his way to Rangers And he has a bad game The criticism from the Kilmarnock fans Just goes up tenfold That's just the way it is Yeah sure But the only arbiter Worth listening to here Is Steve Clark,
2: And Steve clark has been around the block At big big clubs and uh, he will know How to handle The Jordan Jones situation And if he believes There's a problem Jordan Jones won't get a game
3: But do you know what you I mean Jordan Jones This season has been Absolutely terrific For Kilmanic That's why Rangers Have been watching him And uh-huh. Rangers have got him You know for Kilmanic fans They should be delighted The way he's played Okay there'll be Some of them unhappy They'd rather see him go now I accept that But when you're getting somebody for nothing at the end of the season, at least you're gonna have him for the next few months at mm. your club. And he he's done really well for it. And I expect him to go out there. And I think you hit it on the head, Gordon. He'll make sure the Rangers get the right player, you know, somebody that's not going to give in easily. He's going to work hard and do his best for Kilmarnock.
1: Well, how do you rate him as a player? He's
6: he's been he's been outstanding. Um I've I I saw him of his I've I've been at the games and I've seen him since he first came in. Um, I always used to sit in the Stand, and whenever Coman would be going um, shooting towards the Moffitt Stand, Jordan Jones would be tearing down that wing in front of me, and it used to be a, a sight to see. Mm-hmm. I I do believe, like, like, like you said, that Steve Clark will he'll have a plan in place. It's just I feel I feel a wee bit it's it's uneasy with the pre-contract agreement. Mm.
1: Well, there have been so many examples over the years. Hugh. I just remember listening to. Gary Caldwell talking not too yeah. long ago. He he the same, didn't he, when he moved from Hibbs yeah. uh, to Celtic? There have been umpteen examples, some which have worked out no problem at all, and, and some which haven't. So the system watch is, this space. The system is
2: imperfect. It creates a problem, as you said, emotionally for Jordan Jones or any other player. For example, if somebody came in with big money, um, and or if somebody came in for Dedrick Moyata and got him to sign a pre-contract. And he stayed at Celtic Until the end of the season Is Dedrick Royata Going to give heart and soul mm. When there's a, a yeah. bigger And then it's mover. even worse When you're in the same league So, so it's an imperfect
1: system well, Let's speak to George Who's a Rangers fan in Bathgate What do you make of the, the Recent transfer news then George Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara
7: <coughs> oh, Well I'm not so much um, Thinking with the They're pre-contract um, Unless anything's done Different Over yep. the next couple of weeks Gordon um, They're pre-contracts there At the end of the season they, They've got to concentrate In their rain club Uh, until the end of the season or like you said show the professionalism until the end of the season the ones for me is um, Defoe and that was just going to talk about DJ about Defoe and um, and Davis Davis. I I, I think that's the excellent thing I I mean that's just that's back to where we should be signing guys in the offence the guys have been signing the last few years or things like that we've had some good guys and we've had some poor guys in as well but for us to get Steve Davis back in uh, and Jermaine Defoe uh, and just just a a, a wee thing what you was saying last week about um and I'll just qualify my point first. Not at any point do I ever want to lose Alfredo Morelos. But I phoned last week, Gordon, and Hume eh, made a crazy statement about if, if Rangers sell Alfredo Morelos, the Rangers fans will think about eh, rethink about their season tickets and things like that. And I tell you in my time Barry is left and uh eh, Yelovich has left. No, these guys have left. And none of wants to not get my season ticket. Um eh, the new would have just run in a guy the other new. And like I said, I don't know what to tell Morelos. But if Morelos was to go for a crazy amount of money, I think we've got an uh, adequate backup now. Uh, and everybody's saying about his age and things like that. But for what I can gather, the guys are as fit as a fiddle and um, can do a job up here. So it's good times for Rangers mm-hmm. at last quarter. Yeah. And it's uh, good to be back to uh, signing these kind of guys and those guys for them in the leagues and things like that. We're getting, uh, It's two experienced players that you're getting, players.
3: yeah. Players that have been there, it's, seen yeah, and done quite it. quite
7: to yeah. we should be getting guys. Yeah. I've spoken to you a million times, Derek, about the guys we've brought in and... Like that. That's the kind of guys we need in mm-hmm. uh, We'll go quite a young team if we're honest Eric and see if we yeah. get these two guys in And start playing on our team mm. I think we'll go a long way
1: what, what, What's your gut reaction both of you As to how Jermaine Defoe will do up here Because on one hand you obviously look at his CV is magnificent he played uh-huh. at an incredibly high level Scored a barrel of of goals um, And then on the other hand There have been older high profile players Who've come up from England here And actually it hasn't gone the way people yeah. expected it to So at the moment there is a bit of guesswork Let's be honest about yeah, that yeah, yeah Which Which one Which category do you see Jermaine Defoe falling into? I think scoring goals Is as natural
2: to him As breathing in and breathing out Uh So uh, I think he'll be uh, a, a real Tasty addition When my old pal Peter Grant Could come out In the newspapers this morning And say He doesn't like saying it But he thinks the signing of Defoe Could win the title for Rangers Peter Grant said that. Peter Grant Granty. Uh, so, don't take my word for it. Go to Grandy.
3: You know, you know the interest interesting thing about that question, Gordon, is is where is the foe going to play? You know, you're not going to play him instead of Marellis. You you would like to think he's going to be around about him. Does he come off the wing Or does he play just behind Morelos or whatever Steven Gerrard probably Is going to have to change his system To accommodate somebody like Jermaine Defoe
1: And we spoke about this last night as well It's it's an obvious factor What about the learning process for Morelos If indeed he does stay And and works alongside Jermaine Defoe Can you see that as being an extra benefit? It's got to be I mean Defoe was
2: not getting a game for Bournemouth Therefore Defoe wanted to go and play Regular football He's a, a former England teammate of Stephen Gerrard's. Conversations will have been lengthy. And the one thing that Jermaine Defoe will know is that he's going to play
1: regularly. Otherwise, there's absolutely no point in making the move. Transfer business. Alfredo Morelos, John Beaton, Celtic statement. Whatever is on your mind, share it with us. 01419511025. More calls after the travel with Amber.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson, they're here and they're waiting for your calls. So get in touch or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Friday night. Clyde One Super Scoreboard, still definitely that time of the year, Hugh. We are not really sure what day of the week it is. Uh, listen, I'm still having a cherry cake for breakfast every morning, so... <laughs> I did something similar And uh, we do a Friday night football Uh, Morton heading up to Ross County Mm. First against fifth What a result that would be If uh, Jonathan Johansson's side Could somehow come back With all three points But Ross County Looking good for promotion I think So Sorry Jonathan but I think it'll be a long old journey back home What do you mean sorry That's the endorsement he was looking for oh, If right, you well, predict yeah. one team the other team wins Listen, We all know that by now I New think Year, they've had a couple New of great ways. results
3: You know recently Morton they're back in. I mean they lost a few But then they've started to win two or three in the bounce So nah it's a good game up there
1: Talk to me tomorrow when I'm right Okay we've been talking transfer window Transfer business Celtic statement John Beaton, Alfredo Morelos Any of the above get in touch Frank is a Celtic fan from Kilmarnock You want to talk transfer business Frank?
8: Um, yeah, I do, Gordon. I'll get two points. Um, Go for it. First one regarding transfers, and then if I can come back in about Saturday's game, sure. um, even though I we'll want to forget it. But <laughs> um, happy New Year, first of all, to three is It's first of all. Oh, thank you, Frank. Um, I just want to add a bit of perspective. Where you just say that yourself, there, Gordon. We forgot what day of the week it is. It's the fourth of January. Only in the west coast of Scotland can we get mass hysteria over Celtic's lack of transfers. It is the 4th of January. I'll reiterate that. So I think Rangers have done well. Um, there's no doubt about it. Anybody um, that says otherwise is, is lying. But Rangers have brought in the four great addition to Scottish football. It's another big name. as has to Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rogers, and It can only be good for the game and obviously Stephen Davis coming back, who's got Premier League experience in those Rangers club. They two players have been brought, I do believe they're not officially signed, but, but they've been brought in quite quick, by Rangers. But they've been squad players not getting any game time in English Premier League. And it's much easier to get those transfers over the line. I'm not taking any shine away from what Rangers have done. And clearly they're already planning for next season with Jordan Jones and um, the boy Kamara for Dundee. I think what's happening with Celtic is... We've had a very poor, uh, even over top of the league, in the last 32, in Europe, and we've won a cup, we we have had a very poor first half of the season. Um, We've lost five away games. Our away record is appalling. And I'm just wondering if Brendan, I'm hoping rather than wondering, Brendan, Peter Law, Dermot Desmond, I've had a bit of a... We need to take stock of where we are here, guys. We've had, as you said 20 minutes ago, two Mm -hmm. very poor transfer windows. In fact the last one was shocking We can't afford that Forget 10 in a row Eight, eight in a row About there And I think Celtic Must be looking at First team players
1: Well as I said Just, just before I answer that Hugh Kevins, I'm actually looking at the fixtures For tonight And I've got Morton Going up to Dingwall When it's at Capital. No oh, idea why oh well. Right there in front of me I just made that bit up But yeah. what about Frank's point um, Well as I said Earlier Celtic have had two
2: Very poor transfer windows And yet Won all the trophies But they're pushing their luck this time Because they can't afford a third And again, I said earlier on It is the 4th of January There's still 27 days to go yet Uh, But they can't afford a third Very bad transfer window Um, They need players who will make A material difference to the side And Frank raises a very interesting point And it's very honest of him at the same time Incidentally, it's four away defeats Frank Not five four but 18 points in total have been dropped away from home. Uh that's astonishing in half a season. 18 points dropped, four away defeats. That's more
1: defeats than Celtic suffered in two hmm. seasons under Brendan Rodgers. What is the priority then for for you Hugh? Is it about, you know, Frank mentions squad players, is it about signing guys who instantly come in and make that starting yeah. 11 better yeah. or is it about upgrading the overall strength, you know, with you know you're you're not a fan of Johnny Hayes, for instance. No. Is is it about making the backup better, or is it about no, making no, no, that no, first no, eleven no, immediately no, better? Over the last two transfer windows,
2: they've tried that. Marvin Comper, utter disaster. Uh, the likes of Abui Kuasi, not going to feature. Jack Henry, not going to feature. Uh, you know, Gamboa, the, the, the list is Agiri, Malumbu. You know, they ended up signing players at the end of the last transfer window in some sort of panic because it looks so bad for them. And they've signed players who have no part to play. So, with Bio, then he could be, and don't all jump up and down, I'm only trying to make a point. He could be Alfredo Morelos. You know, he could be that discovery that, that no one is aware of and yet comes here and does a real good job. So, I've never seen the fella play. He could be... A player in the half I don't know But Otherwise Gordon They need players Who can make A material difference Between yeah. winning and They've losing They've got a start game They've got yeah. a start game for you. Yeah. Because Frank's a Celtic supporter And he can see it With his own eyes yeah. On the park This season Celtic have been A let down They're still top of the league Three points uh, Possibly In front of Rangers If they win their game in hand But four defeats And three awful draws away from home is, by Celtic's very high standards, poor. Final word to you, Frank.
8: Yeah, I agree. That just shows how bad I thought it's been with five defeats rather <laughs> four years, right? Um, yeah, I, I think sort of players like Seamus Coleman's been mentioned the last 24 hours, I need a great addition at right-back, because stick to me, had, um, had his day. Um, but it here's bang on, it needs to be first-team players. We can no longer take potentials or squad players the days of that are gone so yeah. strength and um, Rangers are getting better Aberdeen are strengthening where I live in Kilmarnock my local team are doing well as well um, but the back just in Saturday's match this last point I know it's a busy night for you um, I thought it was April the 1st when Derek said John Beaton had a good game on Saturday but I shouldn't be surprised that Derek did say it. John Beaton actually the worst refereeing performance ever I'm taking nothing away for Rangers we were lucky to get out of there if we get beat three or four nil, nobody could argue with it. John Beaton's refereeing performance on Saturday, Derek, you need to take the boy down to glasses off. You done it with Craig Wright, you've done it with Charles Green. John Beaton's performance was appalling.
3: I thought John appalling. Beaton allowed the game to go on rather than stopping uh, but it every uh, two but to seconds. to be fair
1: to be fair to Frank, Derek, you did say earlier that you thought Scott Brown should have been sent off. So
4: no,
3: does I that not mean John Beaton nobody had a... Nobody speaks about the hard challenges It was going yeah, on That's what I tried I know, to but, bring
1: but, forward But you, you then did speak about it So if Scott Brown should have been sent off And a lot of people feel Alfredo Morelos should have been sent off Does that not equal John Beaton having no, a bad I just game? Thought, I
3: just thought he let the game flow Because it was a very, very tough game to referee It wasn't a case of there was nothing going on And the referee didn't have an, o-
2: an awful lot to do But you, you can let it flow By not doing what you should be doing And I, I repeat, I think the... the the stamp on uh, Anthony Ralston's back and what went on with Ryan Christie, I find it astonishing
1: that neither incident is is worthy of any referee involvement whatsoever. 01419511025, thank you to Frank in Colmarne. Look, Gary is a Rangers fan in Belfast. Hi, Gary.
9: Good afternoon. Or good evening, gentlemen. Happy New Year to you all. Same, Same to you, yourself, Gary. Um, I'm just ringing in. You know, um, as a Rangers fan, but I'm speaking probably for a lot more level-headed fans throughout the country. I've never met a league with sets of fans so so much wanting to eat ourselves from the inside out. You know, see this nonsense that's been going on about Morales, and then you see it in other games too with other players. Um, wanting them banned and chasing them up for weeks and weeks and weeks after it. You, you know, you, you wouldn't get it anywhere else in the world. And, and um, at, at a time when we've got Rangers bringing quality in, such as um, Defoe and... Stephen Davis, the Northern Ireland captain, players they got there is going to look at, but I'm thinking just players of Morales' quality as well, would be looking at this and saying, you know, do I want to go to a league where it's a man's game? You know, OK, Morales got away with a couple of bad tackles, but <clears throat> the referee obviously seen them when he gave free kicks at the time. So, you know, there was a punishment as such gave out on the day. So there was But a player of their quality, and let me looking at it and, and and maybe Celtic or someone wanting to sign a player and they're looking at that and going if I'm up there playing I mean it's two weeks later and they're still looking me bound so they are you know for for for, for what is an actual fact that it's a man's game you know it's more pretty, you know unhindered you know I mean let's get on with it it's a game of football and if, if I was a Celtic fan I would be looking at Brendan Rogers' feelings because for the last few years <coughs> he's had little or no challenge from what was a poor Rangers setup, so it was. And the first big test, um, okay, they beat um, Rangers in the first game. But the first big test that uh, was when Gerard <clears throat> has got a team together and threw it up against Rodgers, he failed miserably, and the Celtic players failed miserably.
2: You have to be so careful. This, what does that we, say? You know, you you I would be, be
9: looking at my, if I was a Celtic fan, I'd be looking at within. You have to be careful.
2: You have to be careful the use of terminology. You know, Brendan Rodgers be looking at his failings. He's won seven trophies in a row. I mean, it's hard to get failings in there. But I do and concede, and I said it to Frank, the Celtic supporter, who agreed that on the park, Celtic, while still top of the league with a game in hand and on goal difference. Celtic on the park Have made A lot of bad decisions This season Uh, The wrong team Has been chosen Against Hibs Against Rangers The wrong tactics Have been deployed Against Hibs Against Rangers There have been four defeats More than the previous Two seasons put together And this is only Half a season in So there's plenty That's not right there On the park But This expression as well About it's a man's game That covers a multitude Of sins And That That shouldn't be allowed to excuse for me two refereeing howlers
0: Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday
1: it is time for Beat the Pundit Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are both ready and waiting For the first time of 2019 And it could be you taking them on So if you fancy it tonight, give us a call quickly On 01419511025 You only have until the news At 7 o'clock, so be quick
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompsons.com.
1: Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Here with me, Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Hugh, we're watching the Star Sixes Which is underway at the SSE Hydro We had Jackie McNamara in the studio last night Looking forward to uh, the Scotland perspective The rest of the world are playing against uh, Northern Mm -hmm. Ireland Your old pal, Robert Robert Perez Would would he be the the, the best player to ever call you a specky tube? Oh, without question So far Yes
2: (laughs) But it's only uh, January the 4th So the years get a bit to run And Derek,
1: what about the class of the finish that he just produced. I
3: mean, there's no denying it would be there, but the, the ball was hit hard at him. His first touch was sensational. He's he's put the goalie the wrong way and tapped the ball and in into an empty net. What a fantastic goal! And Hugh, a chance and for
1: on his feet. I couldn't believe it. A chance for um, oh, what a, another goal. A chance for modern footballers in Scotland everywhere to get uh, their own back on Stephen Craigan because yes. he's playing tonight for Northern Ireland and is trying to defend. Um, um, he's just been <laughs> beaten again. The there yes. we go. Anyway, back to. The big football. It's time for this.
0: Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday.
1: Yes, beat the pundit time. How long can these two go in the calendar year undefeated? Let's find out if Adam Gibson, Who's a Celtic fan from Cumbernauld, can do something about that. How are you, Adam? I am all right. How's yeah, not too bad at all. Uh, your first time playing, Adam. This is not some bizarre New Year's resolution or anything, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Just want to start the new year the right way I don't mind that at all. Right, let's toss the coin and see who you're going to be up against Heads it will be Robert Perez's old pal Hugh Kevins. Uh Tails it will be Derek Johnson And it's Tails DJ get those headphones on well, we'll get the, We're undefeated this year <laughs> <laughs> We'll get the clock up and running I'll give DJ some clay too So that he can't hear you Adam and we'll get your clock ready You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head This is your first time So remember you can pass okay Right. Okay. Good man, your time starts now Which MLS club did Jermaine Defoe play for? Early Galaxy Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Gable Endies? Bass Who does Ryan Fraser play for, Scotland winger? Uh, Bournemouth Which German side play at the Veltins Arena? Bass What's the nationality of Rangers midfielder Solomon Kulabali? Oh. Senegal. Who's the top scorer in the history of the UEFA Cup slash Europa League? And which Italian club did Diego Maradona play for oh, That's it oh. Okay, don't okay. let me bring DJ back. Derek, can you hear us?
3: Fame.
1: Sorry? That's what I was listening oh, right, to. Alright, okay. Right, same set of questions to you, are you ready? Which MLS club did Jermaine Defoe play for? Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Gable Endies? Uh, which club does Scotland winger Ryan Fraser play for? Bournemouth. Which German side plays at the Veltins Arena? Pass. What nationality is Rangers midfielder Suleiman Koulibaly? French. Who is the top scorer in the history of the UEFA Cup slash Europa League? Pass. Which Italian club did Diego Maradona play for? Napoli And who are currently top of Scottish League One? No idea <laughs> Guess one, quick! <laughs> no oh, right. Right, Okay. Uh, right, how do you think that went Adam? Uh, not very good at all I don't think it was a classic all round So let's let's yeah. Don't be too hard on yourself Which MLS club did your main Defoe play for? New York It was Toronto oh, So Toronto. I didn't say American said yeah. MLS okay, go. Uh, Which Scottish side are nicknamed The Gable Indies? You were in the right Neck of the woods know, Derek it's
3: Montrose,
1: Montrose The other one There we go yeah. uh, So it's 0-0 After two questions Not a classic start <laughs> Right uh, Which club does Scotland winger Ryan Fraser Play for Bournemouth We both got yep. off And running yes. great one all. Which German side Plays at the Veltins Arena It's Schalke, Schalke nope. uh, The nationality Of Rangers midfielder Solomon Koulibaly He is um. From Mali So Malayan Is that how you pronounce it? I'm sure it is Malayan There we go Who is the top scorer In the history Of the UEFA Cup Slash Europa League It is Henrik Larsson Adam I quite like that stat I didn't know that Until this afternoon I must admit So Adam knew it 2-1 Derek though (sighs) Equalised straight away Because Diego Maradona Played for Napoli Adam you just saw The light blue strips Didn't you? Ah that was bad I think maybe As a Maybe there's an age thing There as well I don't know Derek got that one And Derek this means That if you get Question 8 right um, And you won't Because you passed yep. <laughs> You could have won it Who's top of Scottish League 1 It's our broth. Our broth. There we go So that means we're on To the tie break For the second night in a row I oh. wonder if this is going to be A feature of Beat the Pundit In 2019 So here's the drill Adam it's your first time playing I'll read the question I'll get Derek to write His answer down And I will then Get you to give me your answer. I'm definitely going to need some help on the calculator, calculator. for this one. <laughs> right? Okay, Rock. Okay. Now at Euro at Euro 2020, 12 different stadiums will be used as host venues. Okay, Hamden's one of them. What is the combined capacity of the 12 host stadiums? Right. Derek, write your answer down, please. Adam, you get a couple of seconds to think about it. So we're looking for the combined capacity of the 12 Stadia to be used in Euro 2020. Derek, your answer, please. Okay. Adam, what do you think? 625,000. Okay. Okay Adam goes for 625,000 Derek went for 480,000 The answer If anyone cares Is 748,171 Well done Adam Well done Adam son Well done The sign ball is yours Well done Good man Adam's now got a 100% record And beat the pundit That's the way it works Very odd question But there you are (laughs) And the first sign ball Of the new year On it's way out Deservedly so Well done Of the studio Heading for Cumbernauld I don't mind that Great stuff Okay that was Adam uh, On Beat the Pundit You'll have your chance Back on Monday night I'm fearing for Northern Ireland At these star sixes Hugh Keevens 3 yeah. nil down Pierre van Hooydonk Is playing for the rest of the world Remember George Alberts Is, is part of that squad yeah, as well um, so Stephen and, oh, four Yeah, Van Hooydonk has scored Stephen Cregan and his pals Hugh are getting the way. doing well a doing Craig You're playing like a donkey <laughs> I mean, he, he always plays like that <laughs> uh, Let's not speak too soon Before we've seen our Scotland team In action So hopefully you're getting along To the SSE Hydro This weekend And if not If you're watching it on TV uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that anyway Right oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Give us your thoughts The start of the show Was dominated by Celtic statement John Beaton Alfredo Morelos uh, we've been talking transfers as well Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara Closing in on pre-contracts with Rangers This in addition to the Jermaine Defoe business yesterday um, From a Celtic perspective Hugh That the last call we had was looking at Celtic's transfer business um, What about Scott Brown? What's your reading of that situation at the moment? So a report in the, the Scottish Sun most recently um, Suggesting that he's actually rejected a first approach From Western Melbourne To, to mm. try and lure him to Australia Um How do you see this one playing
2: out? I don't think we can afford them Uh, I think he's interested Otherwise he would not have agreed to meet them Uh, Any family man Given the opportunity to Change his lifestyle uh, And arguably for the better uh, Then he has to give it due consideration But I don't think that in Australia They're up to paying £20,000 a week for players Uh, So The the moment it would be in Celtic's favour because there's the two year extension on offer and also the guarantee of a coaching position at Celtic yeah. Park. Yeah. In his deepest subconscious, I think that what happened to Ibrooks uh would have perhaps said to Scott Brown that he might not play as regularly for Celtic. I was going now. to suggest that you are yeah. right. Yeah. So he's yeah. a lot to think about, but I don't think Melbourne will be his next destination. I mean he's
3: going nowhere now, that's for sure. But and I think you're right. He's got to speak to the manager and say, look. Since I've had an injury You know in the last Six, seven weeks I haven't really Played many games You know is this going to be The the pattern for next season So he's got to know that And the one thing That he won't do Scott Brown Is sit on a bench He wants to play Now whether he goes to Australia or he stays there We don't know But I think he's got to Speak to Brendan Mm Rodgers
1: And find out Exactly what
3: he's got In store for him
1: Barry's a Celtic fan From Barhead Hi Barry Hi guys how you doing I hope you've had a good new year Cheers Barry Same to you. you
10: Um, I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on uh, Obviously Moussa Dembele was sold in the summer for £20 million Now Celtic are chasing a, a boy from the Slo- Slovakian League uh, For a lot of gallery in newspapers uh, They wanted something like £2.3 million, mm-hmm. But Celtic are only offering one point seven five. It seems that he wants to come to Celtic but do you not think this is, for the sake of safe, I'm not, I'm not 100% on the figures, but safe, for the sake of half a million pounds, is this, is this tight-fistedness or is this Celtic trying to get their best deal? To me, it's pretty frustrating that they've had all this time to look for a striker and now we're hagg- haggling over prices when this could have been dealt with months
2: ago. Well... I think you're right That Celtic have to be careful With this one Because the the whole John McGinn fiasco Is still fresh in the mind Where Celtic made several bids And failed to sign someone Who was once a Celtic Season ticket holder So that was a bit embarrassing For Celtic Uh, However they will argue At the same time That they're not in the business Of paying out Just anything For anybody Just to keep everybody happy I would counter that By saying They've made a real mess Of a lot of things In the last two transfer windows Charlie Massonda, I'll say no more Uh, You know, they've they've wasted millions of pounds in transfer fees uh, Wages, Marvin Comper, hello Marvin He'll soon be off the bill Uh, You know, they've made a real hash of it for a year Uh, And they have to be careful in this window Because this window could determine whether they win the league or not But it's like
3: everything else you mean If Celtic really want this player And as I'm saying, they've not just decided last week Oh, we need a player, oh, we'll go and get him they know yeah. exactly, you know, what type of player that they want. They have looked at several times, in the want. I mean, for the for the sake of two hundred grand or two hundred and fifty grand, I think the callers absolutely spot yeah, on. He, he, just go and get. If, if you're the man that, that that they want, and you think he can make the difference, just go and get him.
1: Yeah, but Hugh, if you're right in your assessment and you've been very critical of Celtic's transfer dealings uh-huh. lately, surely that's even more reason why you don't dive in on the fourth of January and. And risk getting it wrong again I'm not suggesting
2: They should dive in for anyone I'm just reminding people That before you accuse Celtic Of being tight-fisted They have squandered fortunes On young players from Chelsea Who did not last uh, On Marvin Comper Who uh, I believe was on In excess of £20,000 a week And played the grand total Of 83 minutes for Celtic They have wasted money On Izagiri, On Malumbu uh, On Jack Henry uh, and that was a million pound Plus transfer fee thrown in So they've wasted Plenty of money
1: And it's when the, you, when you say But w- they're when, not just, just, just to be they're fair they're though Hold in. on just, just to be fair Just so we're not Been sweeping In, in some of these statements Wasted money On Izagiri. I know you're perhaps Not the biggest fan Or you don't think It's You know You think a slightly better level of player But it was only a couple of weeks ago That we're talking about How well he played In games that Have helped take Celtic To the top of the league So it can't be described As a complete waste of money Surely
2: Well You know For me If you ask the Rank and file Celtic supporters They will say Emilio Izagiri Left the club At a time when He had been a great servant To Celtic But had run his course he Did the buy him you? No, did buy him get... No no there was no fee He was well, playing He was playing Low grade football In Saudi Arabia uh, But uh, he and Malumbu were brought in during a transfer window That let's be honest Brendan Rogers was very upset with And made his feelings known Much to the chagrin of the Celtic hierarchy Oh nice word I like that Yeah well you mm. see, see uh, And you know
3: what Malumbu was outstanding the season before he, he would, You you would, know in all the big games he was brilliant It just didn't work out from the The bigger club so far it hasn't worked out for him. You don't know that until you actually bring somebody in.
1: Barry, you want to come back in?
9: Yeah,
10: I mean, obviously, QC and Celtic have to be careful, but at the same time, I again say we had we've, we've had six months to scout somebody, yeah, and get somebody in. You know what I mean? This isn't this this shouldn't be difficult. They should have had the targets, and it just seems to me that. The, the I'm sure they do though Or even Even just ask the player's agent Or the or, or the club In, in question I can't pronounce him name The club in question uh-huh. look, What do you want for this guy? Can we meet in the middle? Is there, is there a specific thing, uh, uh, Price you want Or you put in bonuses if for, for goals etc But instead It's Now Rangers have went out And they've got four. Right well done to them I must say I'm pretty jealous Because he's a he's a good striker And um, he, he, know, he knows where the net is But and you just look across the side. We're, we're the champ. We're the champions. We should be the ones that make the signings and getting it right, you know. And it just seems to me, like, again, we're, we're dagging our heels. Here, you're right. You bring up McGinn. It, it kind of reeks at the McGinn situation again. We're haggling over pennies again, and I just yeah. don't think a lot of Celtic fans are happy about it.
2: I, I, as I say, I think tremendous mistakes have been made in the last two transfer windows. I mean. The, the, when Charlie Missondo got here You'd have thought that Diego Maradona had signed for Celtic But uh, Big mistakes have been made And they've been costly uh, However 27 days to go In January uh, My One slight concern would be You know, you, you know You've know, you said that You would think Celtic would have their targets all set I understand well, what, that when, What's
1: to say they don't
2: no, no, but, That's well, what I'm a bit confused at What's to it, say they don't Well When Moussa Dembele was sold, I fully understand that Celtic did not have enough time to get someone in. However, you couldn't help but feel that there should have been a list there because Dembele was the number one target every time a transfer window opened. There should have been a list of alternatives there uh, and there might have been an attempt to get one in before the window closed. However, if that was insufficient time, then surely... Hmm. Six months later, when the next window opens up, do you then refer to that list? Cliff is on
1: Twitter. He says, Gordon, you ignored me last night. I don't ignore anyone, Cliff. There's just about five million tweets. I can't see them all. He says, Can you ask Shug how much of Defoe's wage will be split between the two clubs percentage wise? I'll take a guess at the answer. At the moment, he was, Don't know. That's, that's why. Yeah. yeah, I find it kind of strange. Defoe is 36 years old. Uh, he's with Rangers
2: now for the next 18 months. For me, that's taking Jermaine Defoe up to retirement. Uh, so. Well, not from,
3: necessarily you, because they have a chance to get him next. There's two outs yeah, with it. Yeah. You know, but, but might if, not be there for But months. if
2: he stays here for 18 months, it's more yeah. or less taking him up to retirement. Um, why would Bournemouth pay any
1: percentage whatsoever? So. Uh, well, because if he stayed yeah, They're, they're, they're going to have, have to, to pay it all him, yeah. and, and he's not featuring yeah. Anyway now Let's move on quickly Because I want to squeeze One more call Andy's in East Co-Bride Hi Andy
11: How you doing? Hi Derek Hi Andy How you How uh, For what, I've got A couple of points Just wanted to First of all Hugh, I afraid I'm going to Have to take issue Just I've been listening To the programme And I've heard you say it twice uh, It's obviously Ryan Christie and Ralston. Now it's more towards the Ralston one We've used it twice. You said Morelis stamped on Ralston. which is is wrong. It's it's incorrect.
2: What did he do? You
11: know a, a stamp is to bring the foot down at force onto something. In no way did Morelis do that.
2: Was there any need whatsoever for Morelis' book to be on Anthony Rolston's back at all?
11: Well it was a wee bit cheeky I'll give you that but a, a, a wee nothing. bit it's cheeky? Not, it's not a, a red card in my eyes and if I was at the game here and I was sitting in the courtland, and I watched Ralston roll about as if he had been run over by a truck, and within two seconds he was back his feet running about.
2: Anyway, so all I, I, I said was, All I've said to you was, "Was there any need for Alfredo Morelos's boot to be on Anthony Ralston's back?" And you said
1: he it, was being it, a wee bit it, cheeky.
11: his back, skimmed his back that does not stamp. That's what I was trying to say. It's not a stamp.
1: I think Hugh, is there maybe an is there maybe a cumulative thing happening here where you can look at those incidents in isolation? Um, it's perhaps the fact that no action was taken at all. So yeah, uh-huh. you, you could you can go through it individually and say I don't think that was a red, I don't think that was a red, yeah. I don't think that was a red. Um, for the three, uh, Marella, th- there wasn't there wasn't even a booking shown for one. I think that's perhaps correct me if I'm wrong. That's perhaps where some of the surprise is coming from. Yeah, yeah. The the, the referee had multiple choice and decided not to take any of them.
2: Uh, but as I say. That's the world we live in. You you can shout from the public gallery. That's a disgrace. However, the verdicts in there is no charge against the defendant, and that's that. And that's why I say Celtic are wasting their time asking for John Beaton to explain anything. He will not be allowed to explain anything. And yeah,
1: you could meet all day with John Fleming. It will get you absolutely nowhere. Well, I think that is going to happen. If you remember, there was a. A summit can you call it that There were reports mm-hmm. that That was already meant to happen this month This was before Celtic's statement I'm trying to remember whose statement It was after the last time It may have been I think it was Craig Levine was being quite critical Remember there was a lot of talk about VAR mm-hmm. He said the PFA would get involved in, in, in so and so on And I've said to you In this
2: mad country of ours VAR would be in operation here for a fortnight
1: And then somebody would say that VAR has an agenda <laughs> Andy they were very push for time But if you've got a final point Let's have it.
11: Really just on the the transfer so far with the Rangers. I mean, uh, I really want to see them paraded with the jersey on, but if it's true, we have got Devoe, Davis, uh, with Kamara and Jones. That's really good business. I think we're only, we're still lacking a wee bit up front. I, I would like to take a punt on the boys, Shank- Shanklin. Uh, just as a, even if we could send them back to the air.
3: Well, Lawrence shankland the th- th- They're not going to get them on a loan to the end of the season. That's no, for sure. Air no. United are going for that championship as well. I mean, if you want them, you're going to have to buy them. It's as simple as right,
1: that. Right, we're going to have to leave that one there. Thank you to Andy and East ride. Keep the calls coming, though, and we've got a good full time teaser for you. I think you'll like this one. It's coming up next.
0: Clyde One, Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I've got a funny old feeling We'll take some more calls about the Celtic statement John Beaton, Alfredo Morelos as well But keen to hear from you on transfer business And Partick Thistle fans, give us your thoughts Because the rebuild is well underway Signing multiple players already We're going to hear from Gary Caldwell So let's hear from you Come on Partick Thistle fans 01419511025 Before that, and have you missed this over the break? Over the two days that we had off The full time teaser I haven't had a second to think I have no. got six grandkids What's Are they name? still here? Or have they been
2: Bedlam, shipped off again? Bedlam Mayhem Madness Piri Piri
1: I, I, well, I was names, just say, <laughs> 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 I did notice over the break You had been treated to your first ever Nando's Yes How, how was it? Well,
2: the, the, the nine year old Explained the menu to his grandmother and me Then he wrote down the order Including what the granny and me were having (laughs) Then he took it up to Mr Nando at the counter
1: (laughs) And I thought I'm just a stranger in my own country here I'm telling you, smartphone next This is the year of the upgrade on the Nokia If it's the last thing I do Right, question is this Did you hear last night's show by any chance? Great, thanks for listening Um, Martin Burns has sent it And it's a variation on last night's question Since 1990 11 players have won the Young Player of the Year Whilst at Celtic Or Rangers So last night We were looking for guys Who had won it Not at Celtic or Rangers But tonight Since 1990 Which 11 players Have won the young player Of the year Whilst at Celtic Or Rangers Remember You can take part as well So send a tweet At Clyde SSB See if you get the answers Before these two Yes Easy one Think Is he won it three in a row Or something
3: Certainly two It might
1: be three Dembele no No
3: So were with the, with the playing at Rangers and Celtic at the time? Yeah Right I, I, missed, I missed
1: that So game. since 1991 Players have won Young Player of the Year Whilst playing for Celtic or Rangers Aiden McGeady uh, Yes This is the full time teaser for tonight What we always do at this time of the evening Is we set the question the beauty of it is though It's sent in by you And the guys try and come up with the answers Between now and the end of the show If you've got a good question Send it in full time At Clyde1.com Fire it over And we'll try and get it used on the show So you've got Aidan McGeady Kieran Tierney anymore Jackie McNamara Yes He was in the studio last night As well Yep Alright that's a good start You're only looking for another Eight Eat. Kieran Tierney Aidan McGeady Jackie McNamara have not got any of the Rangers ones yet keep the calls coming 01419511025 Gordon is a Rangers fan and fairly hi Gordon
12: how are you doing alright
1: guys yeah, yeah good I'm, thanks um, what's your point tonight
12: it's a wee point about the, the refereeing standards everybody's talking about bringing in full time professional referees or VAR or whatever um, Rangers as a Rangers fan it's been pretty frustrating last season John Beaton who's obviously hitting the news now done three year games in a row and he was sending off Rangers players for getting assaulted. He was, uh, uh, Morelos get booked because Darren McGregor did a rugby tackle on him, etc. This year, uh, the the terrible decisions have started in the same vein. Uh, we've had Morelos sent off in the first 10 minutes or whatever for absolutely nothing. Uh, we've had good um, goals disallowed. And everybody says, oh, suck it up. All these things even themselves out. The second Grangers get a decision. We, we saw when Morelos got a goal against Hearts. I think it was the first offside goal ever to be given in Scotland. The way the reaction went, um, and then you've got the, the the game at the weekend there where Scott Brown done another elbow at Arfield, and done a leg breaker on Candias, but because he's Scottish, nobody can say anything bad about him. And all the all the I think cause is a danger to them. Everybody's trying to get him out of Scottish football now. If we were to bring in full-time referees or VAR, I think it would be a bad thing for Scottish football because it's a title challenge this year. Rangers would be 15 points clear if the referees were competent. Rangers would be what? About 15 points clear. All
2: oh, right. Uh Well, you know, everyone's entitled to their say, but you're way over the top. Uh, the problem we have in this country is that all clubs believe and all club supporters believe somebody's got it in for them. Yeah. Uh, and you're right that that highlight... Yeah. Jo- Sorry sorry, I thought you wanted our answer
12: Oh no 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 I just want to I, I know it's the same Same diatribe every time but What I'm saying is look at the attention Alfredo Morelos gets Scott Brown has elbowed at least Four Rangers players off the ball in the last Two years and not once has there been A media circus for a week about it not once But because this guy who's An absolute talent a 22 year old Who's come to this country and is ripping it up People don't like it I don't understand why he's petulant and Scott Brown is a big, brave, hard man.
1: Well, people don't like it. Uh, but in, in fairness, of Gordon, I mean, Stephen Gerrard, the Rangers manager, has spoken publicly about trying to improve Alfredo Morelos' discipline. So it's, it's, it's not been dreamt up.
12: No, no, no. Listen, he has got a petulant side to him, and he doesn't need to grow up. Well, you just so said
1: you don't. You just said you literally just said you don't understand why he's labelled as petulant, and then you've said I understand he's got a petulant side.
12: No, no. What I said is I don't understand why he is labelled petulant, and people like Scott Brown and Ryan Christie, who do far worse than him, are not labelled the same. That's what. I'll, that's what I can't understand. Alfredo Morelos needs to change his attitude. He needs to cut out all the petulant kicks. But
2: he's not the only one. Yeah. This he's is the only aftermath. one that's highlighted. This is the aftermath of uh, Rangers' first win in thirteen matches against Celtic. Uh, you should have put the kettle on for all of this. And uh, you know, even Celtic, in their own statement, acknowledged that they were well and truly beaten by Rangers on the day. In the modern day world, in the social age, the, the media, social media age, uh, we we replay everything ad nauseum. And uh, as I say. The problem in this country Spite Malice Mistrust uh, No one believes they're getting a fair shake So you know John Beaton I think there was a, a statistic going That John Beaton had given Celtic more penalties Than anybody else But Now He's the villain of the piece And now there are uh, Accusations that his conduct To use the expression in Celtic statement uh, Needs to be examined So we we have to live with this in Scotland And you have your pet hate Scott Brown obviously being number one among them uh, And everybody's got a pet hate You could as I say, put the kettle on for all of this happening Rangers won the match fairly and squarely I do think that the referee was wrong In the case of Morelos on Christie And Morelos on Anthony Ralston but as I say, you can shout all you like from the public benches. The verdict is in, and no charge will be made.
3: You're right. You know when when Gordon talks about the you know the the offside goal that Rangers got at Hearts, they are saying no, oh, it's the usual. You're right. There was a big hullabaloo about it as well. Then a week later They go to Dens Park And Lafferty scores A second goal Which was not offside And it's deemed offside And it costs Rangers two points So it happens to everybody It, it doesn't it, happen to the one team It
1: does But then This notion that there was A hullabaloo caused About that one And there wasn't a hullabaloo Caused at Dens next week yeah. I just think is false I mean I'm here every night That people talk about All these incidents mm-hmm. Hugh keep, Yeah, yeah. A very simple summary Was the referee wrong at Ibrox In my opinion Yes Is the referee Guilty of corruption No Oh, that was it. Well, it was yeah, brief. No, yeah, I yeah, I don't mind no. that. All right. Thanks to Gordon and Fairley. Um, the rest of the world gave Northern Ireland a bit of a doing there, mm. didn't they? Hugh Keaven's. What was yeah. in the end? Five. Five. No. Yeah. Not looking forward to Scotland coming up against them in the Star Sixes. Wales and England uh, are on at the moment. How are you all getting on with this teaser? Oh, yeah. Then let me check Twitter really. and see if they're faring. Well, listen. Uh, any better than uh, you, Barry Ferguson? Must be on. it Surely. Um, do you know what he is? Yeah. Yes. Well done. Good shout. Uh, Right, Jamie has got a few guesses. I can see he's got some right, some wrong. That's all I'm going to say. All right, okay. No silence.
2: Yeah,
1: golden. Oh, well, we've got four. I mean, how many is it? Eleven? Did you say? Oh,
2: yeah, Eight, eleven. Yeah. I have
3: no go. Okay. Nineteen ninety.
1: You can take part on Twitter At Clyde SSB. We are looking for 11 players who've won The Young Player of the Year Whilst at Celtic Or Rangers Guys like Barry Ferguson Aidan McGeady Jackie McNamara would the, would the, And Kieran Tierney
2: Alan Hutt'd be on
1: it He is not mm. on it He is not I must say uh, Alan McGregor mm, Nope no. Alright Partick Thistle fans I said I wanted to hear from you So come on Let's do it 0141 951 1025 Still time for more calls On referees Don't you worry But uh, Gary Caldwell Is looking for His new signings To bring a bit of experience He says that's what they're lacking I think he's added five already Including former Dunfermline winger Joe Cardell Defender Stevie Saunders From Motherwell He's been speaking to Our senior sports reporter Alison Conroy today
13: Stability Understanding of the league And, and the position we're in and, and the need for points And I think uh, It is a young squad anyway, uh, so naturally we're going to look for more experienced players but the position we're in, I think it's vital that we get players that that know how to get the job done on a Saturday.
14: When you ask a manager how many players they would like in, they'll always say as many as possible, but realistically, what are you still looking to add?
13: I think at the start of the window we had a clear plan of what we needed uh, positionally. Uh, We're now getting towards that, but I still think we've got two positions uh, that that we can fill. uh, it's obviously some players will probably go out as well, which will will help us fill those positions. And uh, I still believe we we have a, an opportunity to bring more in.
14: January transfer window is always a difficult one, but given the position that Partick Thistle are in, it, it's a vital one as well.
13: Yeah, I think every transfer window is vital for uh, the football club that we progress and we we improve as a squad. So I uh, will look to do that every window, but. Uh, the January window Is notoriously difficult To, to get players in So uh, We're delighted with the, the numbers And the quality That we've brought in so far
1: Just how big a window is this For Partick Thistle <laughs> Hugh Kevens.
2: My mind goes back to Partick Thistle's last game Lost
1: at Fairhill And
2: the question is asked Of Gary will How many players in the dressing room Should we be concerned And he I paraphrase here But he's He more or less said All of them yeah. So uh, You know He's been as good as he would He, he doesn't like what he has inherited clearly, and he's now started to do something about it. And he yeah. had to because they've been very, very poor. the The decline at Parkfield Thistle has been going on for a long, long time, and it's never. The graph has consistently yeah. gone in a downward direction, and it's never actually gone up significantly. I mean, at it's, any stage. it's
3: good to have youngsters because they can only learn from it. But you're right. What he needs is the experience, as he said. But people that have been there in that league before. I think mean, Joe Cardle's a good one He's done a, he's done a turn for Dunfermline oh. Over the years People like that Who know what it's all about to battle That's the ones he needs You know And he needs them right away He needs help. The ones that he brings in Has got to be first team players They've got to be better Than what he's got Because what he's got At this moment in time Is not good enough
1: And it's a huge month Hugh When you look at the fixtures I mean away to Dundee United Tomorrow on paper yeah. Looks like a tough one um, And then thereafter Home game against Falkirk You know Basement battle there And there's also a home game Against Queen of the South This month as well Either side of Of the cup game Against Stranrois So It's such a volatile huge, league yeah, Huge same, weeks.
2: As, same as the one above it You know you, Your eye immediately falls On Dundee United Partick Thistle However Only last weekend
1: Aloha beat Dundee United So mm. Hot and cold uh, And like we said Derek It's a it's a chance for Them to take Centre stage The Championship League 1 Absolutely. League 2 Because uh the big league if you like Is, is not on at the moment And um, It'll be interesting to see Because there's a lot of A lot of storylines That perhaps don't get The attention they deserve When the big league sure, on
3: Sure you're absolutely right And you know And there's a lot of people Tomorrow that uh, You know Love watching the football On a Saturday That's what it is all about Saturdays is for going And watching the football So is there a chance Whoever's local to you Go along and see them Do them a wee turn And see what you think
1: Right oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Still plenty of time for calls Partick Thistle fans Keen to hear from you uh, I'm sure we'll get more on Referees and such likes as well. What about the teaser? Since 1990, 11 players have won the Young Player of the Year in Scotland whilst at Celtic or Rangers Barry Ferguson, Kieran Tierney, Aidan McGeady, and Jackie McNamara. That's what you've got so far. Chris Burke? No. Good shout. Any more for any more? So I'll give you a, a slight helping hand. Zach Murray's got a couple. Um on Twitter. Well done Zach. So you're looking for 7 four, seven. Five Celtic five. two Rangers. Let's hear from you at Clyde SSB. If you've got any answers, we'll get them next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Ten minutes to go for Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson to come up with the answer to Martin Burns' question. If you've got a question and you'd like to get it used on the show, then please do send it to fulltime at Clyde One.com. Tonight's full time teaser is this Since 1990, 11 players have won the Young Player of the Year in Scotland whilst at Celtic or Rangers. Kieran Tierney Aidan McGeady Jackie McNamara Barry Ferguson Jason Denier Mm -hmm. I I had a sneaky that you would have forgotten about him So well done Danny Wilson Yep Mary's
2: prayer (laughs) (laughs) Okay We'll get back to you Five Five to get
1: Okay Uh, Let's speak to Alan Who's a Celtic fan down in Berkshire Hi Alan Hi there What's your point tonight Alan?
15: Uh, I've got a couple of points, if I may. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one to Hugh Keevans, please. Go for it. Uh, Hugh, can I just ask you, you made a comment that you thought the Ralston uh, challenge and the one on uh, Christie were oh. sending off, in your opinion. Uh-huh. But you thought the one on Scott Brown was OK. Is, can I ask I you did, what, what your thinking is on
2: that? I didn't say it was OK. I just said, for me, it didn't merit uh, a red card.
15: Uh, I think it merited a yellow?
2: Yeah, yeah.
15: Right, so so why not a red?
2: I didn't think it was serious enough.
15: Right, so but is, am I not am I not right in saying that there is a directive now in football to referees that any use of force towards the private areas of, of a player is a not red card?
2: And that's why I think that uh, Christie was uh, for Morelos a red card defence, but I, I think that uh, I don't think Morelos lashed out at Scott Brown. It was it was mm. it, it merited a yellow card, as I said. Uh, Alan, you know The referee had multi-choice here Uh, And and on two of the three
1: incidents I believe he was wrong Alan is right Alan, Alan, I was just going to sort of back you up on on one That if you remember back And this is not something new, Hugh Keevans I I told you this when Stephen McLean grabbed Uh are The referees are supposed to adopt a zero tolerance approach to anything words towards that area yeah. of the body. Yeah. Um and I, I just wonder if if this is where we would benefit from from an explanation. And I'm I, I get it because it maybe adds to the hysteria. Maybe you're only looking for it in terms of mistakes rather than in the, when it's, you know, good decisions. But until that, you're you're kinda left guessing or reading between the lines. I mean what what, what are we supposed to what are we supposed to take from that then? If we know on one hand that there's meant to be this zero tolerance approach to to that area of the body, are we to assume that John Beaton thinks that you know the kick missed that area of the body, or that Morelos's hand went uh, two inches left of, of where it should be? You left. You left understand. to try and come up with the solution, and it's difficult. I understand. It's difficult. It's difficult. I understand. You know,
15: Morelos but, kicked Scott Brown between the legs uh-huh. with force. I mean, it didn't even happen before, but it kicked him well, right between the legs. Now, if you tell me that that's not uh, an attack on the private areas of Scott Brown, then I'm totally done for I'm,
2: I'm saying to you uh, that only one of the three offences needs to be uh, found proven, uh, and then Morelos has a case to answer. But I'm saying to you that of the three offences, I
1: regarded that as the least serious. Uh, Derek, you mentioned earlier on other incidents that that you felt went unpunished as well. Specifically on Morelos, do you think he was at the very least lucky to escape without even a yellow? Yeah,
3: well, absolutely. I I think Hugh's right there. I mean, it it certainly didn't merit a red, it certainly merited a card. That's for sure. I would agree with that. And listen to Derek Gallagher on on Sky. He normally does all the refereeing bits, Uh you know, and things that have happened at the weekend. He suggested the first two, he said he didn't see anything in them at, at all. He thought the stamping was the worst of the three. Yeah. And that one deserved to be
1: punished. Uh, of course, uh, we don't give out retrospective yellows, just to be, no. to be clear I, I about that. I take your
2: point, Gordon, about transparency. Now, there used to be uh, an SFA website, Whistleblower. Mm. And unfortunately, it turned out to be a referee offering an apology week after week.
1: Yeah. And so the SFA privately thought, we'll just remove this website yeah. because. I mean, may- maybe it doesn't have to be that then. Maybe it doesn't have to be, I'm sorry, I got this one wrong or you know, look, this is why I got it right. Maybe just a simple explanation of even what they thought they saw. Would would it help or would it still just add to the madness? Yeah, it would add.
2: It would would inflame any situation because these matters, let's isolate this. It's a Rangers-Celtic game at Ibrox. In these matters, everyone who supports Celtic believes that in terms of disciplinary matters, there has been a grave miscarriage of justice. And everyone who supports Rangers believes that there's no fuss over anything needed at all and that this is paranoia to use the word used by an earlier caller so that's the way it will always be given the the, the nature of this fixture so that's why John Beaton would never be allowed to stand in front of cameras or, or any other uh, microphone uh, because what if he's got no explanation what if he thinks to himself ooh I, I, I I been badly there and I can't explain that. So he's never going to admit that. But,
3: but if you believe, and, and remember, he said the chance to watch it on television as well, is, is not being far away from the action, if you believe you were right, then what's, what's wrong with him coming and saying, no, all three challenges, I saw it, it was a tough game and, and a standby, my, my ch- to I stand by my challenge. At least
2: he's telling you. Uh, I give you my guarantee. Shugster, it's not going really to happen I agree with you The Shug's are guarantee He will never appear Before anyone To explain anything And Celtic might very well Get their meeting With uh, Ian Maxwell mm-hmm. And John Fleming But it will be As much
1: use As a chocolate teapot Thanks to Alan Let's squeeze in Mark and Hamilton Hi Mark
14: Hi how's it going You hear me Yep got you uh, well, Just to pick up you On a few things You'd say Just Just uh, he was saying he was, I can't mean the word, if he was perplexed or something that John Beaton had seen some of the Morelos challenges and there's been no action taken. Or just, is he equally perplexed that uh, John Beaton maybe seen Arfield getting elbowed by Brown or the uh, boot high one on uh, Kandeis? And it was just, again, going back to last year, I remember callers phoning up uh, after the Hibs Rangers game to complain about John Beaton and they were saying that Beaton was terrible really incompetent and really bad and I remember Hugh saying to callers I oh, just need to suck it up and eh, not to eh, blame the referee whenever your team doesn't perform that's the standard thing in Scotland you just blame the referee so it it's just it all seems to be going topsy-turvy here
1: Can we? Can I just uh, try and clear something up Mark just so that I know what, what we're on about so if you think that that John Beaton missed an elbow on On our field And he missed a challenge on Kandias And he missed something else Are you phoning to complain about John Beaton?
14: Well, I don't think John Beaton is a good referee But what I'm highlighting is the fact that Why you're highlighting Morelos done this Morelos done that But then John Beaton also missed all these other incidents What you're missing
2: is the journalistic aspect of this Derek did
1: say all that that Yeah,
2: but we we started the programme tonight With Celtic's statement I have read it in full we are discussing a development on a story. We're not discussing what about it. We're discussing a development on a story, and the story relates to John Beaton not giving any decision at all against the referee, the, the, the three Marilles. instances oh. involved with, with Morellas. And Celtic have now come out in their statement and said, well, uh, I'm looking for the fact, given that the referee took no action at the time, this tends to suggest that such conduct. Which in one instance led to a Celtic player Anthony Ralston being injured Is acceptable in Scottish football That cannot be right back That's, in
14: there. that's why
2: Therefore Therefore I am addressing tonight's news story I'm not talking about every other incident that took place I'm talking about a development which has taken place tonight With regard to three incidents involving Alfredo Morelos On you go Mark So So do you think
14: then by Celtic are also Saying that the uh, these incidents acceptable So See Scott Brown throwing an elbow, or a Shanghai D- tackle. Were you, were you, you listening? Were you listening to? Episode?
2: Were you listening to anything I said there? I've said to you we're discussing I'm, I'm tonight's development a, I'm on you a story.
14: A statement. So the Celtic also think are they calling out John Beaton for letting their players away with throwing elbows and? Uh, Shanghai tackles is, 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 Are Celtic also Calling that out as
2: well? No obviously not Celtic are referring to Three incidents involving Alfredo Morelos As Rangers were Early in the season Referring to uh, Willie Collum having Underlying issues When it came to Rangers So the, the, Everyone gets in on the act Everyone believes That the referee is biased Against
1: them And in favour of the opposition I actually think We've united everyone Hugh Because Mark has just rained off quite a list That he feels John Beaton got wrong Against Rangers, so maybe everyone thought John Reason had why, a bad game.
2: This is why meetings are a waste of time because if Rangers go to, let's say they had a, a, a summit conference, as we love to call them, uh, and Rangers said, We believe that Willie Collum's underlying issues against Rangers and he's hopeless. And Celtics say, We can't believe that three decisions involving Alfredo Morelos were all wrong. He's hopeless.
1: Where will we go from there yeah. How does that meeting Resolve we do, we itself do do? Thank you to Mark and Hamilton That'll be the last call of the night Because you've got work to do On this teaser Since 1990 11 players have we won The help. Young Player of the Year Whilst playing for Celtic Or Rangers You've got Jason Denier Barry Ferguson Aidan McGeady Jackie McNamara Kieran Tierney Danny Wilson One more Rangers Four more Celtic
3: We need help, we need help.
1: We've not got much time We we'll think Let's Come on We're trying to Recently who, who would be the Gary, promising uh, Gary Hooper No uh. What about promising Celtic players who came through from a young age might even still be there playing a key role in the team. Um Forrest. Yes. Ah. Forrest. Okay, um what about before him Hugh? Who would be? Um uh, maybe in the sort of Martin O'Neill era, who would be the the, the young Scot Scottish attacker that that came through for Kobe Celtic? Robert
3: Roberts. Robert
1: no. Roberts was he no. not young? He's now had his career and he's off coaching somewhere. Fancy. Oh, Sean Maloney. Yes. Sean Maloney um, What about a young European player Who perhaps came over To Celtic I think he's going to be Playing for the rest Of the world actually Is he
13: In Stan the Star Petrov Texas.
1: Stan Petrov Right we're getting there Right I'll tell you This 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 guy went from Motherwell to Celtic he's And he's got red hair Oh Stephen oh, Pearson And Derek you've not Got the Rangers one yet We're talking 90s here Oh thinking. Very gifted one of those guys that people always say, you know, should should have hit a higher level. Should have had more Scotland caps. Miller, no. Charlie, oh, Miller. Charlie Miller. We got there Charlie. in the end. Thank Charlie. you. Hugh Kevens <laughs> and Derek Johnson. Thanks for all the calls and the tweets. They are much appreciated. As always, remember we are back. The Scottish Premiership is on its holidays. But we're still here. It takes more than that to scare us away. So we're here from 2 o'clock tomorrow uh, looking at all the championship games and, of course, the week's big talking points as well. So make sure you join us. Uh, and coming up next, we've got GBX Fridays.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.